How you doing, old? because it, obviously it is now a year since lockdown, at least in the UK. Obviously, your host is myself, Mark, and my co-host, Chris. And Hello there. And forward to having you for this episode. Some stuff might seem more serious, but don't worry, it will get a bit lighthearted near the end. So, hope myself, during lockdown, I've been trying to keep busy, same as like with Chris, with develop more hobbies which is a nice change from things because obviously as much as it is perish, we do have more time now. Uh, I've been able to finish uh, some stuff that I've been meaning to do and also improving my health. Like uh, I now find out I'll be wearing glasses. So this will probably be maybe uh, the last uh, cast, uh, bar cast that I'm not wearing <laughs> glasses uh, for. So that, that's interesting, and I've uh, got more healthier during it. So there, there is some positive sides. How about you, Chris? Yeah, the, uh, well, my positives. Uh, I did lose weight, but I gained it again. But now I'm losing it again. You know that, but that's that's pretty standard for me. But mine's been more focused time on my hobbies and just adjusting to working from home. Which um, is a hard thing because yeah. distractions everywhere. Yeah, especially over the past few months, I've been like falling for my hobbies more, and I don't actually want to work as much. I actually want to do my hobby stuff. Uh, I want to work on my stream stuff, so I'm ready for each stream. I want to work on my music because I want to just write songs all the time. But I can't write songs all the time because I have to work. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's it's weird when life gets in the way. Yeah, but hey ho. But obviously, it's as you said. On the Tuesday of this week, uh, Tuesday the 23rd of March, what is the one-year anniversary of the first UK lockdown? And I'm not exactly sure how many deaths in total have been up to date, but the last stat I've got is March the 2nd is the cumulative death toll passes 147,000 people in the UK for COVID. And that just makes you think that's that was three weeks ago, sure, but all of this potentially could have been avoided, but at the same time, maybe not because it's a virus and viruses are an absolute bitch. Yeah, I mean, they, they adapt like hell to survive, and obviously, there are certain measures where everyone can say if we lock down early, like everyone else, but. If you also think about it, it's unknown property uh, how much of a small island was to stop because, sure, we're an island, but we're not connected to much landmass and we don't have that much. Yeah. Land, so you're oh. isolated too much. Yeah, but yeah. New Zealand did it. Mm, but still, bigger landmass. Well, are they, though? Yeah. New Zealand aren't exactly big or small. I've got plenty of densely populated area. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they've got a lot of spare, scarcely populated area too. 
but they're, they're doing concerts again now. We shouldn't have done it. Uh, like I'm saying, we, we probably should have isolated earlier, and it would have been greatly done. But the thing is, it's just an unknown property, and to get everyone on board with it, that's another thing. That that was the problem. Not everyone got on board. Like I know plenty of people who who take it seriously, but at the same time, I've seen or heard of plenty of other people that haven't. I think I've been quite grateful that most of the people that I'm close with have taken it seriously. Like people I've spoken to on a regular like via social media because god forbid i ain't gonna see him uh, but we've taken it seriously thank god because i don't think i've not lost anyone personal to me apart from my ex-boss but that was like april like last april so that was they caught it before the first lockdown was introduced so I can't say if they had it. Friends of friends, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I know of people, mm. but I, I only know, like, personally one person. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, as well, is that hygiene is, is probably now being a, a lot higher than it used to be, because if you think about how things are, mm. everything it's got to be almost sanitised now. Like, you go anywhere, like shopping, you've got hand sanitised stations everywhere. Yeah. Some people in, some people out. So, it, it's going to improve. And yeah. Like all viruses and bacteria. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the vaccine is working for some people. And mm. the more we start seeing more people done in the second dosage, I know, I know a few people that have already got their second dosage. Mm. Same. So, things are looking up. Um, and hopefully our little island can uh, be done shortly. And yeah. Obviously, um, I have a feeling the rest of the world is not going to be open like people are thinking. So I think everyone's got the idea, come June, everyone's going to be able to go on holiday and abroad. It's like, mm, No. Probably the best case for this year is staycations. Mm, which a lot of bookings have taken place and like you've seen on the news like some people have actually turned some away because it's been like there's just too many mm. uh, people booking and there's going to be measures put in because fair enough it's not like it's going to be lifted and it's like a clean slate it's going to be lifted but it's going to be monitored at the same time because yeah, it's going to have to be we can't have another spike we can't do this a fourth time like we have had four lockdowns uh, three, three full lockdowns. I don't know why I said four. I'm just dreading a fourth, I guess. In the foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm predicting. No, I mean, as long as all of our... I mean, I'm sure all our viewers have been on. And everyone's keeping safe. I mean, and the main thing as well, as long as you can get food and you get water. Exactly. That's the main thing. As long, yeah, as, as, long as you can get you know, the basic provisionaries... Uh, if you live alone, as long as you got a bubble that you know is safe for you. Now, my bubble, I know, is safe because of their profession. They get tested on the regular. Um, I get myself checked on the regular as well because I don't want to put them at risk. Mm, it's always good to be prepared. Better to be safe than to be sorry. Mm. 
Uh, just a lead by example, I think we were doing. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to look, go through the, uh, I'm on whole Daily Mail. Um, I'm just going to go through like the, the important dates over the past year. Hmm. And like, like the first, the first date isn't even the first lockdown on March 23rd on this. Uh, March 12th last year, they they started cancelling the big events. Mm. A week later, they announced that these uh, schools across the UK will close, apart, except for for you know key worker people, the yeah. pupils of like key workers. Mm. That made no sense, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but basically, <laughs> people that won't be able to let's say be at home and exactly and look after their kids. Somewhere to be. Yeah. Um. On the twenty. 20th of March, they said we're gonna have to close like the social things, cinemas, nightclubs, gyms, all that lot. Mm. Then March 23rd, lockdown. Officially, Monday 23rd, they officially called lockdown. Yeah. Uh, and they were thinking, oh, it'll probably only be like three weeks. We'll see how things go. We'll lock everyone down for three weeks. Then April 16th, which is, you know, what, eight, 24 days later. It's extended, so it goes to, you know, six weeks long. Uh, May the 10th, we're allowed to sunbathe outside, you know, and go out the house for more exercise than once a day. The next day, garden centres and uh, outside activities like golf reopen. Then at the end of the month, they announce that, you know, football matches could resume behind close quarters like the Premier League. Hmm. And a few people were happy about that because, you know, yeah, we, we can watch sport again. We as a as a sign of like the English that is, we can watch Man United play Spurs again. Come yes, on. Actually you can watch football, I guess. Yeah. And like, you know, by June things were opening up again. And then by the end of June uh local lockdowns. That was heavy. And I don't remember that because uh, obviously with the work and that, you could, you could see like when it was for, is it going to lift? Is it not? Every week we'll find out something new and it was like, yeah. okay, is it going to be safe to yeah. come back or is it going to be not? Yeah. Or am I going to be able to do food shopping when I necessarily get up the street? Exactly. Then in uh, July, you know, you get your hair cut again. Oh, I love that time. Yeah, I, I got my hair cut as well. And then... I can't wait for the, this year when they reopen because I'm not doing a COVID cut. I've done. You've already had a COVID cut. I did two because this goes bushy if I don't sort it out. Yeah, I've I've only got my haircut at a hairdresser's. I only had three haircuts last year. Once in January before I went away. Once in July once they reopened, and once again in October. And then I haven't had my haircut since, and it's going to be six months between each cut again. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting time. Yeah. And then you know, July was just like slowly easing lockdown whilst implementing local lockdowns, which is just like, why are you opening and closing places at the same time? That was very confusing. No big announcements in August, apparently. No. 
Sept September, new restrictions start coming in. And then local lockdowns on October 12th. Now, I remember that because I had my hair cut at the start of the week. It's also the week I shaved my beard off. Oh, uh, yes. No, not... The cursed time. The, cu the cursed three weeks where I didn't have a beard. I was growing back. And then December, uh, November 5th, people in England are told to stay at home four weeks as the country is placed under another national lockdown. Lockdown 2 was announced on firework night. If there's any night to overthrow the government from a bad decision, it would have been that night. But it wasn't a bad decision. No. We were going in the wrong direction and they had to put us in lockdown. The, the bad decision originally was taking us out of lockdown before it was dealt with. Yeah, got the hopes off of many, and then just the crushing near the end. And yeah. Yes, it was a very poorly... It was the same when you got close to literally Christmas, weren't it? It was like you allowed one householder over. Uh, they they, they kept changing the rules. And it was literally, I think, what, within a couple of days, it was like... Yeah, you know, so December 17th... Bought food, or people that didn't buy food then like oh yeah work was a nightmare for people cancelling orders or lowering orders or increasing their orders because they found out they were going to be home instead of going seeing their parents and yeah. like, like december was a real headache for work um but yeah it's december 17th three tier restrictions december 19th four tier restrictions and then, like, and then at the end of the month, uh, 20 million people will move to the tightest restriction. 78% of the public was in tier four. Then they were just like, you know what, January 4th, third lockdown. Mm. And we've been in that third lockdown since. And only now are we starting to come out on the other side of it. Yeah, I mean, things have been improving and things can only get better. Like, mm. touch wood, they can only get better. Yeah, the... Once once more doses are done, maybe more stuff can keep going. Stuff can start flowing easier and it will take off the stress of what, what some people have got. I mean, myself, I'm not massively stressed over... Yet your, your stress will come afterwards. Oh yes, when when everything does go back and when I've got, because uh, as soon as I go back on the vessel, I've got some new um, systems and that to uh, have a play with and get taught up because we're we're getting all of them done now. Because usually we used to save it for winter time, but hey, <laughs> if there's if there's no um. If there's no customers, you might as well do it when there's no one around. Yeah, and half the time it's... But the worst thing is, is it's interesting now because obviously you have to get people to come in and get all the work. So that's a bit of a tricky situation because mm. you don't want necessarily like 60 people coming in and out of the... No. Carrying gear and all the pants. Especially not 60 randos. Yeah, no, um... Do you want to know what the deadliest day of the entire pandemic was? Day. Day. I'm going to say... It was this year. Oh, this year? It was early this year. 
February the 10th? Earlier, January the 19th. Ooh. We have 1,463 deaths in a single day. Damn. Yeah. Obviously, that's, this was quite near the start of the vaccination period as well. But this was dur- this is two weeks into the third lockdown. I wonder if that's because it got colder. I reckon it's partially because it got colder and partially because of the festive period where people went so down seeing my family over Christmas, you can't stop me. Yeah, no one's really going to know, are they? Exactly. So it's, I don't think it's too much of that because obviously by Christmas, a lot of people were used to lockdown. I honestly think it's mostly due to the weather. That's what I think, because if you look at what happened to Italy, I think it was Italy where it was cold around there, and that's when the virus developed. And then, mm. yeah, yeah, it mostly developed um, in China, Italy, those two countries, oh, and South Korea. Well, it hit them the most between the months of like November through February, which is winter, of you know the, when it started. Because it, it came out around October 19. Hmm. Hence why it's called COVID-19. Yeah. I, I mean, the one thing that I've learned during COVID is personally, like, I know I don't have to feel... I mean, change the subject in a way. Like, what what have you learned during the COVID period? I've, I mean, I've learned not to be as guilty if uh, I'm not a social because I know I can still talk to my friends and not worry about losing them. Because you know when you've always got people you have to talk to worried you're not going to see them and then are they going to drop you i mean for me i always felt i was pressurized to always go out even against what i wanted to do but after finding out now i can still talk to them it could be weeks on and we can easily arrange just a meet up like nothing's happened and obviously already stuff is planned once lockdown is lifted because it's so it's nice to know. Yeah, I've, I think I've learned how to be more independent because beforehand, whenever I would have an issue, uh, I would have, I would call my mum and just like, I need help with this. But I've been really considerate of the fact that my stepdad is in his seventies and has asthma, and I really don't want to risk him. So when I've had a problem. I've tried to look at it and sort it myself. Like, right, I actually have an issue at home at the moment. Uh, some of my bed frame is broken. However, I know how to fix it. I've just got to wait for the wood yard to open. And that's not due for another couple of weeks. But I know how to fix it because I've got my own stuff. I've become more independent. Which is um, good. Which is definitely good. Yeah, and I've also learned how to work from home a bit because I've had to do that. It's it's not too dissimilar from working in your in an office. However, you've got to be purely reliant on your own motivation. Which is tricky. Well, yeah, especially as I was a very good procrastinator at school. Um, I'm very good at putting things off until the but I. I don't do that as much anymore. I'm actually, like, especially over the last couple of months, work has noticed how much more productive I can be. Mm. I'm slightly more motivated to do my job, which is, which is good. But yeah, 
Oh, I've also learned how to deal with longer hair. <laughs> Nothing I thought I would uh, ever have to worry about, but this mop <laughs> is... It's, it's easy to maintain a beard, but trying to sort the hair, especially around the yeah. back, that is not as easy. Uh, my, my, my problems is just behind the ears on me because uh, my mum and I have the same thing. The, the hairs that curl down just behind the ears, they generally curl back up towards the ear as well. So we get like little rings. Oh, I see. Yeah, my mum and I have the same that's problem. That's, that's quite screwed. You get like a fair, a fair outfit like that matches the colour of the thing, and you can just walk around and pretend to be big. Sasquatch or Bigfoot? Uh, who knows? Who knows? So, Mark, mm-hmm. um, you, me, and Scott have been having a bit of a conversation lately. Hmm. Uh, uh, at the moment, it's an idea in theory, but it could be an idea in practical in the next year or so, give or take a little bit. But obviously, we've discussed the potential of moving in together. Hmm. Now, we're not actually going to talk about that right now. However, it does bring me on to a point of her housing, renting and mortgages. Because... From my point of view, I'm currently in a mortgage. I'm in a help sh- share to buy mortgage renting thing. I can't remember what it's called, but I'm buy. I've mortgaged half the property and I'm renting the other half. Hmm. Obviously, one day I would much prefer to be mortgaging a whole property. Yeah. However, you thinking about it, if I'm going to live with other people. I would be renting because it's a lot easier. I'm not talking like living with a partner and family. That would that be mortgaged. But if I'm going to be living with like my friends, that would be renting because that makes sense, doesn't it? So, what are your thoughts on the whole renting mortgage shenanigans of the country? I mean, it's a tricky situation. Exactly what you described. If you were looking to rent, then it obviously it's going to be short term. Um, because if you see yourself living anywhere for more than three years, then you're more than likely going to be looking for a mortgage than you are for renting. The mm. other thing as well is renting on your own can be good. But if you think about how much you are paying for a property, and that's not including bills or the expense or the all the hidden fees that you pay. It's not that much saving you more than it is getting a mortgage. Because fair enough, you get a mortgage and you know, oh God, I've got to pay this amount of money. But if you're paying it off, you're also obtaining that as an asset. Yeah. You're renting for your life. You don't get the asset. No, and that's money that basically is burning away. But it works for some people because if you can get good rates and you don't fancy having an asset that you need. Or if you fancy the flexibility of moving whenever you want. Then it then it can work because I mean, like some of the most famous YouTubers, they they don't they haven't bought a place. They just rent like these apartments and move on. And I know. And I know um, in Germany it's more common to rent hmm. than to mortgage. Yeah, I mean, and mortgages can be a nerve-wracking thing because for anyone that's young, depending on how much you earn, could almost affect 
how much you think you can take a mortgage out. And sometimes you do think the property ladder is not in favour. However, there are other ways of dealing with some situations when you move into it. Like you could invest in uh, some of the systems, look around. Like you've got going through a bank to get a mortgage, or there's sometimes mortgage brokers you can go to. And sometimes they can recommend what's best suited for you. The other thing as well for looking at property is you can look online and find places, but there's also physically going down to estate agents and taking a look what they have because not everything's going to be listed online and sometimes you can't find out all the information that you want to. I mean, for example, most like auctions might not appear on a website, but they could appear being like, ah, oh, this is coming on, but there's a certain way how you apply for it or there's many of these places what you do up yourself. So say, it sounds morbid, but say an elderly people have like moved on, their properties are not passed on to next of kin, but they're... Yeah, the bank's taken. Mm. So uh, basically you want to modelise it and not everyone wants to do that because sometimes it's the effort of doing it. But oh yeah, I know, I know about effort of doing up a place because my parents moved into uh as you said uh the the gentleman of the household moved on but the woman of the household was put in a home so but the house had been not lived in for 18 months uh, two winters this was so it got damp and they hadn't updated the furniture since the 70s so it needed modernizing and it took my parents best part of a year but they have modernized it which which is good because when you modernize it it sounds weird like don't break what's not broken but mm. in the long run in the long run yeah long run half the time it's better because if you modernize it then most people will be able to work a bit more and you'll find parts are more available and you know you'll save money on the bills because modern appliances have lower epc ratings yeah and also with like getting places and stuff sometimes there are grants you could get where you could improve uh with like green energy like so more like there could be grants for like getting uh, double glazing or boilers yeah they they just got uh solar panels fitted which are quite handy because um I think the years ago um, there was a scheme where you could have the government would fund it, but then most power would then go back in, or you could buy the solar panels, which would then have but any extra that goes back into the uh, country, you would you could earn some money from. Mm, so I think let's say it was like ten grand for solar panels. Government can have it; you get nothing, but you get you're getting power still. Or you pay the ten grand, and in the long run, you probably make it maybe. Mm. You can make be hundreds. Well, um, when the sun shines, like they were showing me, uh, their bills went from like they showed me from because obviously, like five weeks ago, it was like snowing and it was really cold. So they showed me that it was like nine x amount, and they showed me it for like where it was like a really warm sunny week and it was just x it was a ninth of the price from five weeks ago yeah and it was just like damn so it was worth it it's a good trade uh but as long as people know the right ways and 
at the end of the day, that's another way of making money that could go into... Um... Or saving money. Mm. Making or saving is... Uh, well, it's just like, if you're... I've not actually... I know Scott's lived with people because he's done uni. I'm guessing... I think you said you've lived with people you've house shared or flat yeah, shared. When I've worked um, overseas, I've been living with people. and like, Even on the ships, I'm still living with people. But I've not. Apart from my parents and my sister, I've only ever lived by my And when it's complete strangers, it's getting the right read because some of them can be the nicest of people, mm. but you might do one thing that might be bad in their eyes and it just kicks up. Not saying it happens all the time, and no. sometimes it's a rare occurrence, but you never know what can trigger some people. And if you see them, and they're all fine, but you never know. Any, they might just be waiting for one thing to go wrong, or they might not agree necessarily with everything you want to do. So right. there's that. And now I've got an odd case for you. I'm not going to mention names, but this is something someone has been talking to me about. Yeah. Um, basically, um, their their parents split. Mm-hmm. Uh, dad's moved to a different country. He's doing his thing. Uh, the the mother had the house and the divorce, and the two kids were raised there. Uh, the eldest child, no, the youngest child, has gone off to university. Wants to do their live their life, do their own thing. the The eldest is the person in question here. Um, he's the sentimental type, and he wants the house. His mum wants to sell the house. So he's saving up, he's got about 40% of the whole property's value, because he's estimating, say, 200k, yeah. it's somewhere around, it might be more, okay. but, but the, the mother is like, I want to sell it for as much as I can get it, what would, what's your view on this, would you, do you agree with the mum and get as much as you can get? Or do you sympathise with the son who wants to keep the home? And would you lower the price? If people asked me a, what, a couple of years ago, I would have said, potentially, I would have sided with the child. However, nowadays, there are a lot of costs that could come in. Like, fair enough, you do like the property. But... It's a matter of buying it, but it's the option. Can you afford to keep up with the tax of the property? Because sure, you might buy it for a good price, but if it's got a high tax that you're paying for it, it's not going to seem worth it. And you're still young. So there is going to be many other places out there. The other thing as well is... If you are going to see how much you can get the most of it, then maybe say, all right, over this figure, I'll give you a slice of it. Because fair enough, if you're willing to pay for it for a certain price, you could set a minimum. And if no one could aim for that, okay, let's say the child gets it. They've saved the money, they get it. But if someone's going to say, let's say uh, 50 grand more, maybe say... How many kids? If they say there's like three kids, maybe be like, you get ten, 
grand, you get 10 grand, or two grand. So basically this said like, okay, you get 10 grand each um, to help with your cost and even anything's better than nothing. But obviously the person that originally got the property was the mum. So sentiment is good, but you could, there's always the saying, you make the home where you want it to be. And sometimes there's more out in the world that you might just be overlooking. This is me that's been overseas. I thought I would be in the same place all the time, but I've not. In all my careers, I've, I've been in different places, so I know what it's like. And as long as I've got a roof, I can get food, I can get water, and I've got a bit of connection to Wi-Fi, I can game. I'm fine. I, as long as I know I'm safe and secure, that's what matters. Sentiment is now worn off. I know it sounds good, but sometimes a property is not what you want to be sentiment over. Maybe a little bit of like the furniture or items, which are easier to take with you. Property, never put your heart too much into it, unless it's mm. your dream. Yeah, I've, um, I've learnt that don't put your heart into a property because I did because of the, fa the home I was raised in. I loved that house because it was the so far it's been the only house where I've been able to belt my lungs out and feel like completely at ease. I and I haven't really had that since moving in the flat. Like I love the flat. I love my space. I love the fact that if I want to sit at my desk on my day off and just be in my world of music, I can do that. Yeah. However, I because of my neighbours up, my neighbours down, I have anxiety about f going all out. Mm. And I do miss that a lot. Yeah, I do. So, I know that. But, that's... But I also came up with the point that um, uh, renting and mortgages, everything is a gamble. You never know what you're going to get. And I've been sort of, I've been looking over everything I've done over the past five years. And like everything I've done is a gamble. Uh, five years ago in a month, I start, decided to go for singing lessons. Huge gamble. I think it's paid off. I do. It has. Um, three years ago. Um, sorry. Also five years ago, at 20 stone, I decided to start losing weight. Mm. The gamble's paying off, but, you know, I'm still not where I probably could have been, but I'm a good two and a half stone lighter. Mm. That, that's, that's, that's over 10%. Mm. Well played gamble. Three years ago, mortgage. Mm. My biggest gamble, I think, and the one I'm still one of the most proud of going for yeah because living alone is a whole thing always well life is a gamble because every day is a present living in the future and past in the past mm. so any anything you do is a gamble and when mm. it comes to money and your life it could go anywhere and mm. i mean for example no one was expecting covid to come in and that's no. taken a massive heavy hit on a load of people's careers yeah. because places have shut and the thing is it's not kicked in yet to everyone but when things go back to normal 
not everything is going to be open like it used to be because you might no. find some places have had to sell and go. Yeah, it's, there's little the new normal is going to feel weird. I was going to say, we say normal, but we know for a fact it's not normal. It's going to be the no. new life. It's, we can't even call it normality anymore because we don't know what normal is. And let's be real, has anything in the past 15 years been normal? I don't think anything's been normal since the Twin Tower strike. No, and that's the, that's the thing. Many, many events have triggered over the years. And the one thing what you'll notice is how social media, because at the end of the day, the only news you'd ever see it on was getting a newspaper or by watching or listening to the news. Mm. Nowadays, you could open your phone up and you could see five different events that's happened in countries miles away. If you're sometimes you don't even have to open your phone up, your phone will just ping up or like such and such has happened in Syria and you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. And and sometimes it's a bonus because you know what's going on. Or it spreads panic. And lately I think with the news and everything they've been more scaremongering than they have good because I've not watched the news lately and seen anything that's positive in much sense compared to the negatives. Don't get me wrong, I know things in, in life aren't exactly great, but you don't have to necessarily reinforce this life, this is bad. So have a trade-off, say yes, there are some bad things, there are some good things coming in, it's not all doom and gloom because all you're going to start doing is making more people panic, more people scared. I mean, look what happened with the toilet paper. <laughs> Everyone was right over the shortages in that. Yeah. Look what happened to look what happened to shops in general. I'm I was doing the figures this week, and uh, this week last year was obviously the first week of the pandemic. Mm. Sorry, last week of last yeah, last week of last year was the first week of like. The panic buying and it is abundantly clear we took over double what we should have taken that week like over double and it was i'm dreading to do the comparison for this week so that, that, that's exactly what i mean i mean that that's the thing when you look at the future and like renting and buying it's stuff like that can have a dramatic change but where one door closes another door opens exactly and sometimes yeah. Yeah, you got to settle for something low, and then later on you can get the high. Yeah, take take a gamble now, and just just at the end of the day, you just you shouldn't worry about sentiment. Worry about your own happiness. Sometimes sentiment can hold you back. It can do massively, and it's not what you want to do. No, I mean, think of it as in a, in a let's say a lesser term. Let's say you were always a fanboy of one type of console, but you really liked a game and went to another one. Your sentiment's going to stop you from enjoying something else that might work. So, I'm obviously I'm a gamer. I've played on many things. Yes, I have a PlayStation, but you look at Xbox and Microsoft, and you think their Game Pass is a very good thing. And sometimes the console war can ruin it because then it's like people are being like, "I'm so loyal to Sony." It's like do what you think's best, but look at the Game Pass and what they have to offer. Sometimes being a fan is good, 
But if you like a lot of games and you can save yourself a hassle, it's sometimes worth just moving on. Yeah, just take a gamble. And it, if you don't like it, you can always get rid of the console. And you don't have to keep going with the service. But don't f- feel locked in. Just see what's available, see what's out there. And you can calculate the risk over the reward. And if you feel like you're losing too much, there are going to be professionals out there that can offer advice and help out. Um, and another thing to consider, like if you were to say get a property uh, and you have a, a free bed or something, you can always take in the turn and get rent. And then that. Or read your contracts. Because um, some contracts don't let you do that. No, but obviously, mine doesn't. If you if you can and get someone to come in, then yeah. But obviously, if you got a freehold property, then follow yeah. the rules of that. You but, could then say like you just charge someone three hundred per month. That's something you can invest into the bills or just paying. If you like our content, please consider supporting us on Kofi. So, Chris, there is a film that you've seen that I've not had. It's geeky as hell. It is. It is. It is the new Justice League. Yeah, well, is it the new one or is it technically the original one before they hashed it up? Let's say it's going to be a new one because it's released and obviously there are things that change. So it's, yeah. it's going to be more of a new. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've just done two... Uh, Quite serious topic, so I'm quite happy we're going for something a bit more light-hearted, a bit more us. So, so ask me these questions then, because I know you've got questions. You always have questions. So, you have seen the original. I saw the OG because I wanted to see what all the commotion was about, because I was seeing people were not happy with it how it turned out so like come on i have to watch it otherwise i can't form my opinion Hmm. so do you think more characters got involved because obviously in the original it really stuck with the i know it's the founding members but were there more characters introduced in this version um no not 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 till quite late on oh before we get too into this this is a spoiler warning for anyone who hasn't seen justice league or the zack snyder cut of the justice league uh please skip forward to to find out carry on so obviously were the characters different from like how they acted like from batman superman like aquaman because obviously um, change like personality ones. Um, uh, I'll, I'll just break. Uh, Cyborg, they gave more character. Oh, I felt like Cyborg originally was, dare I say the pun, too robotic in the first one. Mm-hmm. He was a bit more human in this. Oh. They, they gave him a bit more character. And the same with Steppenwolf, actually. Like, I actually felt a little bit sorry for Steppenwolf at one point. He wasn't just this cruel master bastard. He actually had a bit of character to him, which made him a bit more enjoyable as a villain. Okay, it was four hours. It took an hour and a half to introduce us to the Flash. Hmm. That's quite interesting because in the in the original, you kind of very early. Yeah, you you had like a really quick intro of all all the players, but no, it took us a while to get the team together. 
Um, and they pretty much introduce Aquaman the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't recall seeing the awkward um, uh, lasso of truth bit with Aquaman where he goes, you're really hard, I would totally do you. Uh, I don't know if he gets so bad or which is a shame because that was one of my favorite bits of the original film, but but as um i think they kept superman about the same until the end um they played on more with the future dystopia with batman a bit more because because they they brought that in with batman v superman and they sort of just ignored it for justice league that's yeah but they sort of brought it back in this version because the thing is, it's good to have a different version of Batman than just the typical I come in. I'm Batman. I mean, they still kept the fact that he was money, but it was... Yeah, they, they expanded the um, the Martha, you know, Superman's mum, her losing the house a bit more, because one minute she she lost the house, the next minute she has the house back. There's actually a bit more Martha in this. So, so you actually see the house being taken, and her moving out. You don't actually see that in the original, so that was a nice touch. Hmm. And then you see a bit more about um, like the Justice League Hall. Um, I'm trying not to give away too many big plot points. The end battle, I think, is a bit better. So the the one thing is though, let's save people some time when they do choose to do. like Marvel and a few DC films. No end scene. There we go. You don't have to watch the ten minutes of credits. I did. You don't have to. Yeah, because I know there were some DC ones that started doing it, and now yeah, it's, Marvel, you know. No, they they put the what would be like a, an extra end scene in an epilogue before the credits. Oh, that's good. And they introduced us to... Um, sorry, they reintroduced us to Jared Leto's Joker. Ooh. And this one, in my personal opinion, was better than the Suicide Squad Joker that we got. Because he was actually a bit creepy. In like a proper Joker creepy way. I wonder if that was due to the other Joker film, because where they looked at it and thought, well, that's got a lot of positivity. I remember that. Mm. I think it was a little bit closer to a Heath Ledger Joker than a um, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Oh, okay. Which is, I think, what um, Jared Leto was going for. A bit more Heath Ledger. Uh, that's good. I mean, obviously, we know with like the Suicide Squad one, they kind of made him too. Jokey? Yeah, he was more if he was his own character, uh, like a mob boss or a gangster. Mm. Whereas, I mean, the Joker half the time doesn't even care about his own units. Mm. But this time, fair enough, he went after Harley. But back on topic to the uh, film. Did any of the heroes you find your favourite, or did they change your opinion during this one compared to the original? Uh, let's see. Batman was Batman. Superman was Super. I think I liked The Flash more. I think. And then again, I'm, my male celeb crush is Ezra Miller, so I'm partially biased. 
He's a cute boy. But I think they did his flash just a little bit better. Cyborg, I have to say, is better. Um, What I did like about uh, Wonder Woman is they did... He's he's taken the same like scenes with Gal Gadot, but he's taken out the sexuality of them because I feel like in the original they did like more straight down shots, obviously for cl- the cleavage shots. I know these were a bit more direct or a bit more lower angled mm-hmm. to show that she's a woman in a profession or a superhero instead yeah. of a woman who can be sexualized. I appreciated yeah. that. Yeah, because I mean that's what you want. I mean, like when it comes to Wonder Woman's character as well, that tends to be what it was. She was always professional and warrior, obviously. Yeah, that that's the image. And, and the bank scene's better this time. Oh, nice. Yeah, they 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 kept in the um, you know, her flying across and deflecting all the bullets. That scene is effectively the same, but they just added a bit more to it. So it was just a bit nicer, and they. And they explained how she understood more about Steppenwolf a bit more. Uh, just like, because when he first came around, she wasn't around, so how would she know? Yeah. Was- they actually explained how she found out. They actually explained that, which is a really good piece of detail. I was to say, small bits of detail can go a long way when it comes to everything, I find. Yeah, it was. And they did a bit more of Lex Luthor explaining him a little bit more. I mean, not a lot. It was literally like another scene for Lex. I was going to say, in, in the original one, I weren't, I didn't like what they did to Lex. Where he came from and like all the things I remember him, he was a really strong character and he was a very smart one. They made him more crazy. And mm. Almost like a, I guess I could say a cult leader, like more than yeah. that. That's like a scientist. He's model. taken down the crazy a little bit and put a bit more of the smart in. Yeah, nice. But they haven't, and they've like they've opened up a storyline with him at the end, which was nice. Hmm. But yeah, I think obviously I can't. Obviously, the original Justice League has been out for quite a few years, and the base storyline hasn't changed. They fight Steppenwolf. They don't do so good. They form as a team. They fight him again. They win. But this time, Superman's here. You know, the the base storyline hasn't changed, but it's the way they put the parts together. Yeah. It's a, it's considerably longer, but it is better in my opinion. I mean, so, sometimes it's better to be longer and try and tell a story than it is to mm. short and do part one, part two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if they did a part one and part two for Justice League with the length of this one, two two-hour films... That wouldn't be too bad because they could have ended it with their first defeat against Steppenwolf on the first part and then beaten him in the second time. It would have worked, but they didn't. They crammed a four-hour film into just under two hours, I think the OG was, or just over two hours, and it didn't work. Whereas Endgame and Infinity War is two films over six hours two, three-hour films, and that worked really well. Mm. Oh, it did, 100%. So... Basically, have strike back in that, yeah. But yeah, so... Yeah, that, that, those are my opinions on Justice League. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I think that's quite nice, and hopefully uh, 
when it's been out for a while, we'll have a more, and when I've watched it, we'll have a further discussion, maybe in a later time. Yeah. Or on a separate YouTube video. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yes, we could. Because uh, we'll be looking to doing those. We'll be doing movie movie talk. Mm. Well, but that will be for once lockdown is lifted enough that we can see each other in public. Yes. That'll be a that'll be a different kettle of fish. Anyway, moving on. Mark, I believe it's time for your question corner. Ah, welcome to Mark's question corner, where the randomness of Mark can flourish or can be sensible. But no. Give me a random wacky one for this week, please. So, if you had to go into war and you had to have a certain army, and I'm not going to say what you're going against, but what army would you like to have? This could be mythical, not just real time. Let's Pokemon say when you're fighting, you're going to be like evenly matched. Pokemon Army. Really? I know them. Out of all the armies I know in my head, mm-hmm. I could probably form a really good Pokemon one. You wouldn't be worried about if they, if like they were throwing Pokeballs. No, because I would make sure all of mine have their own Pokeball. No. They can't. The only time a Pokeball can be used on a Pokeball Pokemon is if it's a Thief Ball, and that only exists in Pokemon Coliseum at this current moment in time. No, it was sorry, Pokemon XD, which is a, a GameCube game from like the late nineties, early nineties. So I am not too worried about that. I would have ground and rock types for defenses. I would have armies of chances and blisses because you all need a good medic. Need good medics. I'd have bug, poison, psychic, dark, and ghost. And within that, I, and I could probably an electric type. Electric types are very important mm-hmm. because all those types can make explosions of their own. I won't need a fire type. If they use fire on me, I have ground type moves for defense. I've got psychic type moves to render them useless. I've got ghost type moves for sneak, dark type moves for sneak. Mm. And obviously, allowing those types, I will have. Dual typings. Quite hard to manage all of that at the same time, though. Ah, but Pokemon Army would also mean Pokemon Trainers. Mm. No, yeah. With their own specialties. Yes, because you could have your commanders and captains. Exactly. An army isn't just one person leading everyone, it's a group of people leading a mass of. And one person can have six, and they could be their own units. And then could be the legendary guy. That is true. Which would be me. for that question, actually. I'll, I'll end it as that. I mean, we don't need to know mine, because mine's always going to be the Norse. Yeah, you're going to be Norse or Viking. It's going to be Norse, unlike with the Asgards, and so mine's never going to change. Yours would just be Thor. And the thing is, it's going to be like the mythical creatures as well. So I, it's going to be a mixture of the both because the cultures blend quite nicely. Mm. So the other question, though, 
because obviously it's more than just one I'm going to ask this time because everyone loves the one question, but I'll ask a few this time. So, in the perfect place to live in any world, where would you have it? Where would you, what universe or what place would you want? Hmm. Now that is a good question. Because it can be, it can expand to many different places. And it's going to be the universe as well. So it's not like we're bringing it to our world. It's you're also going to go to that world. Hmm. See, that's a bit more tricky because there's a few. Yes. I'm not going to say the One Piece world because that is very deadly all the time. Oh, I don't fancy getting killed by pirates. However, I think I want to refer to my previous answer. I think I'm going to be in the Pokemon world, dude. I love that world. Any region you would start off in? Uh, the region would be... Now, I've been thinking about the region. Oh, Kanto. Um, huh? Kanto? No, I'm thinking more Hoenn or Sinnoh. Those two were my favourite too. Like, Kanto's good and it's linked directly onto Johto, which gives me a large area. But oh, my heart's in Hoenn... But I think I'm going to go Sinnoh. Sinnoh's got like loads of lush areas, the mountains that cool as hell. There's an actual proper snow place where it snows properly. I think Sinnoh's a really well-balanced region. It's either that or it'll be Kalos, because that region looks quite pretty as well. Oh, nice. So yeah, but I'm going to say Sinnoh. I'm going to say probably... Probably Little Root Town, actually, the first town. It's just a little village. It's got a lake nearby. It's not too far from Jubilife City. So, yeah, I'm going to say there. Fair. Fair enough. What about you? Me, Asgard, Mead Halls, the festival <laughs> tables, 100%. It's over there, Valhalla. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Valhalla. Eat, sleep. Drink, fight, repeat. Yes. Yes. Definitely going there. That would be my mm. ultimate dream because that would be so much fun. The tales we will have, the mead, the story. Ah, oh, the feasts, let alone. Fair enough, they don't use like many spices, but my God, what we could do with the mead would be legendary. And the stories. Well, figuring that, I'm very simple to like, read nowadays because, fair enough, years ago, I used to be pirate. 100%. But Norse has always been in me. And yeah, you've, you've, awesome. you've definitely more moved more Viking lately. Oh, 100%. Especially over the past six months. Oh, God, yeah. I've, I've really gone into it. And I mean, I shouldn't have had to ask, really. No, <laughs> However, there is one tricky question that I will ask. It'll be my final one for Mark's question time. It's a different twist, actually, because it's going to be... You giving me advice because I've decided to enter the dating scene again. Okay, this is going to be a tricky question because I am useless in the dating scene. I know, but it's me always asking you what would you do. It's going to be what advice could you give to me? Bear in mind, I am dense when it comes to any. Oh, I know you're dense. I mean, like, if anyone's seen like these vines or other like, videos where like someone's really using flirtatious things and a guy is dense, that will be me. Yeah. Honestly, people, when you're trying to flirt with Mark, you're 
you'll get more reaction from flirting with a plank of wood. Aye. You need to be direct with this boy, as we discussed in the previous podcast. Yes. However, I am good luck. When I know someone is flirting with me, I, I can flirt back. It's just me picking up on it. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he picks up, he's fine. It just, you know, it takes him about two months. A little kick every now and then. A little kick. We shoved you. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, what question do you have? I don't know what advice? Look, I only have very short and sweet advice. You, you, you've known me. I know you. Pay attention. Be yourself. And that, that's it. That's all you need. Pay attention to them and be yourself. Hmm. If you need any more than that, ask someone who's been in relationships. Because that's all I can offer you. Sometimes the simplest advice and hearing it can sometimes be the best. Yeah. I'm sure everyone. If, if I see with this person and I know it's not you who you're being, oh. I'm going to scream Scarlet at you, throw you a tankard of mead. And go, where's my Viking? Oh, they're not going to know what it is. It is ha- what I've had to introduce. Is like when I've been talking to some people, I haven't mentioned it to someone I've been talking to at the minute about the Norse fix. I think that might scare some of them. That should probably be in your bio. <laughs> I really enjoy Vikings. I've mentioned it to one, but I've not, I've not mentioned that I actually have a Viking helmet and I have Viking cosplay. But hey, yeah. you never know. Anything could be interesting in that. Yeah, I, I would ask your advice on it, but I don't have any advice I need right now. I, I'm, I'm not in the dating pool, um, and I'm not looking to be for a little while. I don't think. No, right. I'm good at getting people out of sticky situations because I've been in sticky situations. I know, I and I have to deal with it. Yeah. Twice. Learn from my experiences. I'm learning from my own. Very little, but I'm learning from my own. I'll, I'll, I'll make enough for the two of us. Yeah. You done? Yeah, for now. Okay. Well, folks, that is bringing up to the end of the podcast, and we don't know where the time's gone because I've just noticed the time and sweet niblets. I. This is longer than we thought it was going to be, but this has been great. Um and. It, it's it's my turn for the jingle, I believe. And I was thinking about pre-planning something, but I didn't because work, work kept me busy. So I'm gonna just think of something real quick for you. Dooby 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 doo. You can come to the bar. You can have a good time. You can say what you want. You could be a good sport. And if you run into trouble, you know we're always there. It's the CNM bar. So have a good time. I give you that. You know, it reminds me of, like, say, an ending of a film or, like, an ending of a. TV series where like someone's closing down a bar where you just hear it with the credits just start rolling. Yeah, it feels like a little bit of a jazz thing. I just realised where I got the melody from. 
I'm currently writing that that melody as a song. Ooh, guys, you've got a sneak peek of what potentially what Chris is doing. Go check mm. out his channel. I recommend it. Shameless plug there, thank you, Mark. But folks, that is us for now. The um our next podcast is due on Saturday, the tenth of April. Ooh. But folks, that's all for now. Have a drink, have a laugh. We love you from the bottom of our guts. And until next time, bye.